Welcome to The Real Talk with Tanya Sakowitz podcast, where we help parents and caregivers gain knowledge to increase their confidence and their success in caring for young children. We will cover topics like feeding your baby, getting your baby and you some much needed sleep, and pretty much anything else that has to do with caring for babies and their families after birth. Society sets parents up to fail, and we are here to change that. You can also find full video versions of each episode on our YouTube channel, Newborn Care Solutions. Thanks for tuning in. Good evening and welcome to Real Talk, where every Sunday night we offer insight, education, and resources to in-home caregivers and those that are affected in their world. The children, the parents, the extended family, and everyone who loves them. Our goal is to offer real-life topics and learning through discussing real issues and offering real solutions. Tonight, I am very excited to welcome our guest, somebody who I've respected for a long time, particularly around this topic, but literally from the moment she stood up in the back of a class I was teaching and asked a question. I was like, that's somebody I got to know. And now I've had the opportunity to get to know her a lot better. Um, so we're going to hear tonight from someone who goes by Q, which I love also. Um, she is a cash certified elite newborn care specialist, a child passenger safety technician, otherwise known as CPST, a holistic sleep consultant, a certified baby wearing consultant, and a former nanny of over 10 years. And tonight we're gonna to dig into one aspect of her expertise that is really something that a lot of people are very interested in, both as nannies, as parents, and NCS. I guess it's not a both, it's three things, but nevertheless, um, we're gonna talk with her tonight about baby wearing. And so many times people kind of have an unusual connotation around that. So I think you're really gonna love some of the things that she has to share with us tonight. And we are really excited to have you on and sharing with us tonight. So welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're excited. So before we kind of delve into our topic hardcore for tonight, give our audience just a little bit of history. Tell them a little bit of kind of what your background has been. I mean, I kind of outlined it, but give us just a, a small little tidbit and then kind of really how you got into baby wearing in particular. Yes. So I started with a family who was pretty into attachment parenting and it just connected and vibed well with me. So the mom really wanted me to wear her baby and I had no idea what I was doing. So she sent me to uh, the Chicago baby wearing group, which was baby wearing international formerly. And I learned from a couple actual nannies who were educators there at the time. And my passion for baby wearing was just contagious. After that, mm -hmm. I've converted a lot of people who were common naysayers um, for baby wearing. And eventually I was associated um, and trained with Baby Wearing International and then became certified through Center for Baby Wearing Studies. So I have had literally thousands of contact hours. I used to work with at least five different baby wearing groups um, and several meetings a month. Um, I would travel all over the country teaching people how to wear their babies uh, with MommyCon or any 
basically working in any baby wearing booth with friends or who were vendors in the industry. And I, I've just, I teach people how to wear their babies and I love wearing their babies too. (laughs) Right. And I know that a lot of people think that, wow, it's only people who are into attachment parenting who baby wear, but that's not really true, is it? No, I mean, there's so many different benefits to actually wearing a baby, whether that's to have your hands free, not even, you know, maybe even bonding with kangaroo care or something, or just to be able to make food for lunch or dinner for your toddler, or to travel and, again, have hands free. There's so many different reasons why people wear, and there's different benefits that are associated with that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say for me, um, being a little bit old school, having been in this industry for a long time, my first kind of encounters with, with baby wearing were really from a practicality standpoint. Um, I have two or three babies here to take care of, and I only have two sets of hands, and I got laundry to do and kids' food to make. Um, and so that was kind of where it started for me, but then I had a toddler walking at 10 and a half months and not enough time to keep up with that amount of energy. And I was like, how can I strap this kid down? And the only way I could feel feel good about doing it was baby wearing. And so I learned a lot more about it. Certainly nowhere near what you know, Uh, but I know you're going to have some really great insights to share. So I'm excited for that. Are you ready to dig in a little bit? Let's go for it. (laughs) All right. So One of the things you've already mentioned it benefits to wearing babies or even wearing children. Cause I didn't start wearing my daughter really until she was moving. Right. So there's, there's long-term benefits. I wore her until she was about three years old. And so let's talk about some of these benefits, some of the things that we might know, but also kind of some of the unexpected benefits to it. Yes. So children who are worn typically cry less than others because you're simply able to meet their needs. That baby is on the same plane as you versus, you know, sitting in a stroller or in some sort of a container. Um, And in those cases, babies are, you know, developing um, torticollis or um, head flattening or what have you. And so baby wearing is a great tool to help prevent that or minimize that. and it, get, it allows children to learn how to move with you um, and move with your body, which also in turn can help them develop their gross motor skills um, a lot faster than other babies. Not, not always in all cases, but typically it can. Um, and I've seen those benefits. And also those children that I've worn regularly are very independent. And typically, you know, when you think baby wearing, you're holding a baby all the time that those children are not independent and it's quite the opposite. Um, Those children actually build a trust with you and they feel comfortable and confident in you as their caregiver being able to meet their needs. And then they feel more comfortable roaming and exploring their areas and surroundings, but also because you've taken them to so many places and uh, explored so many things while wearing them. And they also may um, talk faster than other children because you are able to um, speak with them again on the same plane and they're cognizant of what's going on around them and listening to you 
and are able to fall into a more peaceful sleep than when they're not worn. Mm -hmm. So them being closer to you would mean that you're actually interacting with them more, if I'm hearing you right. Yes. Which means that they in turn communicate better and they're more secure. Is that what you're saying? That is exactly what I'm saying. Okay. So that's great because that's an interesting concept. One of the things that I hear from people all the time that say, oh, I don't think, you know, maybe I should do that because then they're not interacting with other people. So they might not communicate as quickly or they're not interacting with other people. So they might not feel as secure, but you're telling us it's actually exactly the opposite. Definitely. I have had children who actually do talk faster. Um, and I definitely attribute that, attribute that to baby wearing. I've had children speaking well before 18 months and well before they were actually walking. Mm-hmm. Um, and people were very impressed. But I also know that because I was able to talk to them nonstop and we were always on the go, I was able to carry them around and talk to them about all the different things that we were seeing. And because I was a nanny in a big city, we were all over Chicago exploring museums and parks and everything that the city had to offer. And um, those children were definitely at a huge advantage. Yeah. And you said, you mentioned also gross motor development. Talk to us for a minute about how wearing a baby impacts their gross motor development. So it will be similar to tummy time. When you lay a baby on their belly, they're sort of learning how to move um, and control their movements and such. And baby wearing um, can definitely correlate with that. The children are learning to sway when your body sways. Of course, we try not to make sudden jerk movements while we're wearing them. But when you're wearing them, you're typically not always just sitting in a seat, you're moving around. And so the baby starts to learn how to counteract those movements and move with you instead of against you. Mm-hmm. And that better helps their gross motor development. Okay. And does that, so when you're saying that my first visual is that that is going to impact their core development and really make their core strong, which we all know contributes to everything else, right? Yes, yes. And it's also helpful for their hips. Um, You know, hip dysplasia is one thing that's widely talked about when it comes Mm -hmm. to baby wearing. And um, baby wearing helps to promote a, basically an M position. Mm -hmm. Um, So your bum is low, your bum would be here, and your knees are high in a carrier, um, Mm -hmm. which is what we call ergonomic. And that also helps promote the development of the hips and joints. Mm -hmm. Very nice. So if somebody's looking at this, uh, maybe there's somebody like me who's even has a little bit of experience with this. And they say, look, really, the only thing I know how to use is a Moby wrap, or the only thing I know how to use is a ring sling. I'm picking the two that are the only ones that I know how to use really comfortably, (laughs) right? Um, But nevertheless, there's a lot of stuff on the market There's a lot of information out there. A lot of people really just don't know kind of what they're doing or where they're going. How, if somebody's looking at buying a carrier, how do they know what the right one for them is? So I encourage caregivers to attend baby wearing meetings, which obviously during COVID has really just just ruined our plans. Right. Um, 
However, that's one of the reasons why baby wearing consultants like me exist. Um, we will work virtually with people and you know teach you online as best we can, or you can ask questions in groups. I really encourage people to find a local baby wearing group if you can, and they will help you choose the right carrier. I really do not suggest um, just going and buying a random carrier off the shelf mm -hmm. um, because carriers fit like shoes or like jeans. You know, I may like a certain pair of jeans and you, Tanya, may wear a totally different brand, but that's because our bodies are built differently um, mm -hmm. and we distribute our weight differently. So some carriers may be more comfortable than others, but you should always try to, um, again, go to a meeting or something, try them on, or buy something used and save money that way too. Yeah, my very first carrier was given to me. Uh, and I just kind of got on YouTube and looked, you know, how do I do this? What do I do? And then as I've worked with various clients, I show up at their house and they might already have something I have to look it up to see if I can use it and how to use it and how it works. Um, but there's lots of options and there's, there's help out there. So people can reach out to somebody like you um, and find that help or reach out locally. Um, how do they find a group like that? So a lot of things are happening on Facebook. You can literally mm -hmm. um, search for a baby wearing group in your state probably in your city or bigger metropolitan areas. Um, there are tons of groups that are accessible, even just national groups that are able to um, assist you in that. I think that it's wise for you to find someone because my biggest um, issue and complaint when people find me is that they're frustrated with their carrier because YouTube taught them how to do something. And you really kind of have to vet YouTube quite well. And even I, as an educator, do that. Still, I look at videos and I'm like, oh gosh, I would never recommend that to anyone. That's not very helpful. Mm -hmm. So you should really um, speak to a consultant or an educator first. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. So what if somebody is a nanny or a doula or an NCS, or maybe even a grandparent? Um, and, but, you know, mostly those of us who are working in the, the caregiver profession, and our client says to us, so what carrier should I buy? How do we help them select? Or is it just kind of like if I'm dealing with a lactation issue, just go get an expert and stay out of the way? What's your I best mean, suggestion? It is really best for you to just find, <coughs> a, find a specialist, really. Uh -huh. I mean, that's when, you, when you have issues with your gut, you don't just say, hey, I'm going to go to the orthopedist. You go to a gastroenterologist. And this is the same way. When you have issues with baby wearing, you should definitely find someone who's educated, um, uh -huh. who's trained to do that. We're trained to see issues and understand circumstances that most people are not. Um, and some people do mean well, but that's not your area of expertise. Uh -huh. <laughs> so please definitely come and find us. I mean, I like I said, I, I see so much misuse and I've even stopped people, you know, while just walking at the zoo. And a mom, I said, hi, is this your first baby? You know, and clearly it wasn't her first baby. I said, well, is this, is this the first time you've worn a baby? And her baby was literally dangling out of a sling. And I stopped her and said, can I help you? Do you mind if I help you? 
And once I got done, she was like, wow, I didn't even know it was supposed to feel that comfortable. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just simple things like that. So definitely find someone who knows confidently what they're doing and how to fix you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. I used a ring sling for probably eight or nine months before I got a Moby wrap. Moby wrap for me was way easier to use, <laughs> but I used a ring sling and it wasn't until I took my postpartum doula training and I was taught how to properly use a ring sling that I realized the whole issue with it is because I was using it totally wrong. Exactly. And once I had somebody who was no, knew what they were doing, my postpartum doula instructor was really good with that. And once I worked with somebody who knew what they were doing and showed me where to put it, I was like, oh, I had no idea it was this comfortable. I, I was like, I hated this thing before. That's not the first time I've heard that. Yeah. And I bought it because it was pretty. Definitely. You know, just those things. We all do that, right? Oh, so. Definitely. <laughs> on that same vein, let's talk for a minute about some of the common misuse issues. What are the things that people aren't doing right? So they're either not comfortable or the baby is not comfortable or they're just not confident that they're maybe that their child is safe. That was my issue with the ring sling because I wasn't using it right. I didn't know it, but I knew instinctively it wasn't safe. So I never felt comfortable because I always felt like I had to really hold on to the baby to keep the baby safe. Right. Well, I think that what I commonly see is a lot of loose carriers, carriers that are misadjusted. They're just um, not tight enough. Um, ideally, in most carriers, especially wraps and slings, the middle of the sling or the wrap is going to support the core of the baby. And that's the place where you want to make sure that it is snug and fits well, and that the bottom and top edges are also not loose. So typically when I am using a wrap, one of the biggest things, especially for a woven wrap, is making sure that I pull this direction instead of pulling like this when I'm tightening um, a wrap. When I'm tightening a sling, I want to make sure that I'm pulling in the same direction the fabric is coming from. So if my rings are here, the fabric is coming from this direction. So I'm pulling that way. Um, in buckle carriers, you really want to make sure that your baby's legs are not hyperextended. And by that, I mean, if their bum is here, their legs should not just be sticking straight out. Um, the carrier should be supporting the back of your knee so that your legs are able to bend freely at the knees and not pushing or having fabric bunch towards the middle because your legs are bending uh, that fabric in. Um, and making sure that you're following the manufacturer's instructions. So just like with car seats, you need to read the manual. Um, and even, even I still, when I get new carriers in, read the manual, even if I think I know what I'm doing. And usually I learn more every time that I read a manual, um, things that I thought were instinctual for me. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, that, I didn't know that was a thing. So I <laughs> figured that you figured out that way, but, um, just making sure that if you have an infant insert, that you use the infant insert, um, or if your carrier doesn't require one, how to uh, adjust it for the size of your baby as they currently are. Just things like that. I commonly see that being, you know, not done properly. Mm -hmm. um, and then people make a lot of 
crazy recommendations like you know using a blanket a rolled up blanket and that is not safe um for most carriers and it is not safe to be used in lieu of an infant insert as well so just giving people proper and safe advice <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah and i would say we are as a culture we have this thing about reading and following instructions and you know you mentioned that just like a car seat and i hear that from car seat texts all the time and now I'm hearing it from you as well. And I know that I hear it from people in other parts of our baby world. Oh, how do I use this pump? Or how do I clean it? Well, did you read the instructions? Well, no, I just thought I could walk, you know, we seem to have this thing about not reading the instructions. So read the instructions. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, what are some of the concerns that could arise around baby wearing with safety? What do we need to be aware of about it? Yes, yeah, so you want to make sure that when your baby is in a carrier that they are well supported, that the carrier is not um, above the middle of their ears and that the carrier is not putting pressure on their head to push them <coughs> forward. Um, when their head falls forward, it kinks their airway and that's what we call positional asphyxiation. Um, that is very dangerous, not just in baby wearing, but in any sort of container, car seat, or what have you. Um, you want to make sure that your baby's able to breathe. <laughs> so their face should not be covered. When you look down at them, they should be at a height that you're able to kiss the top of their head and that you're able to see them and monitor them while they're breathing. You shouldn't have, like, if you bend over with your carrier on, the baby should not be dangling away from your body. They should still be close to you and being able to move with you. If the baby's dangling away from your body, that means your carrier's on too loose. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, Want to make sure that, again, we talked earlier about their body positioning, making sure that their knees are high and their bum is low in the carrier. Um, this is not always achievable, especially in buckle carriers. Um, some carriers are narrow-based carriers, uh, like your baby Bjorn, the older style or Infantino carriers or what have you. Those are completely safe to use as long as your baby doesn't have hip dysplasia or any other issues that can be exacerbated. But um, you should also make sure that you're using them uh, according to the manufacturer's warranty or instructions and um, according to your baby wearing consultant. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and just making sure that you're comfortable in the carrier. You should be comfortable and the baby should be comfortable. And if both of you are not comfortable, then there's something that we can fix. Like mm -hmm. there definitely is going to be a carrier for you. Mm -hmm. so market is oversaturated. And then the last issue is just making sure you don't drop your baby. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, whenever you're, whenever you're learning how to use a new carrier or a new position, make sure that you're practicing over like a couch or a bed, something soft. So that if they do fall, um, they won't be falling on the floor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of people are afraid of that. And I know I was afraid of that when I was first learning how to get my child into a carrier and get them wrapped up. I was like, how do you do all this without dropping them? And how do you wrap this and pull the, you know, not realizing until hmm, I stopped and read some instructions and then <laughs> watched some videos that were put out by the manufacturer about how to do it properly 
you know, it is a legitimate concern that they're going to drop their baby. Yes. I mean, it's hard when you're wearing a newborn. Uh, newborns are a completely different uh, learning experience than wearing older infants and then wearing toddlers. Those fresh babies are the ones that you're most scared about dropping because mm-hmm. they're so floppy. Um, so you really have to be careful uh, when you're wearing newborns, just being aware. And even I, you know, I've been wearing for probably almost eight years or so, just I still practice over or stand over a space where either it's soft or I can see it in a mirror or reflection. I can see what I'm doing um, because you really can't look down when you have so much extra in front of you. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, So around this whole topic, what are some of the things that some people who might have more than one child should know because a lot of people think you can only wear one baby, but that's not true, is it? Well, I am here to tell you that's definitely not true because I am a pro at wearing two babies at once. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually I'm starting to get prepared now for three babies um, and having to wear them. And I had I had to ask my mom to send me uh, some a different wrap and some different ring sling or sling rings. Um, and she goes, are you going to wear that baby on your back? And I said, no, absolutely not. I know how to tandem wear with two in my front. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually taught twin parents that quite a bit um, all around the country. So tandem wearing is a whole nother issue, but you really want to know how to use your single carrier first before you start adding multiples in and making it uh, a little bit complex. So um, with that, you want to also make sure that you are able to secure off each carrier and that they're able to tighten and adjust individually Um, and make sure that your babies are at the right age and stage in development for whatever carrier you're choosing to use. Um, I've worn one wrap and secured it and had two babies, one in the front, one in the back. Um, I've had one wrap with two babies in the front. I've had a ring sling and a wrap in the back or a ring sling in the front and a wrap in the back, buckle buckle carriers, all different sorts of combinations um, for wearing babies. You can do that safely. um, And there, I recommend Twin Mommy 101 on YouTube um, or Tandem Trouble as great uh, teachers for that. That's pretty much how I learned. And then I just went on my own and perfected it. Very good. Cause I think a lot of people think that if they have, you know, more than one baby, it can't be done, but I know it can be done. I've seen you do it. And <laughs> it's pretty amazing. And I, I have a friend right now who has a toddler and about a two and a half month old and she's wearing both of them. And it, it's interesting. You to do see what that. you have to do. That's for sure. <laughs> right. And I would say that's an area I'm not an expertise. I'm pretty comfortable with one, but I haven't done the two thing. And I would need a lot of help and a lot of instruction (laughs) if I were going to do that. Um, What else do you want our audience to know? What else do you think is important that they take away from this conversation as they're either thinking about baby wearing for themselves or in supporting their clients who are doing this? Well, I think that baby wearing is a very important tool to have under your belt, especially if you're going to have even just one baby or one child 
it's a great way to bond with them. And really, I don't know how I would effectively do my job as well if I did not have that skill. Mm-hmm. Uh, just be very open-minded about it. Um, they're only little for so long. So enjoy that time. You know, children often need extra snuggles. Sometimes their legs get tired. Be there to support them. And baby wearing is one of those ways that you can do that. Um, You see people carrying their children or toddlers in their arms or giving them a piggyback ride, but it would be so much easier if they just had a carrier. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So just be open-minded. If you want, you can join us in Baby Wearing Nannies and NCS. Um, It's a Facebook group and um, it's been an amazing resource. It was an amazing resource for me when I was just starting out for uh, learning how to wear, and now I'm co-running the group. <laughs> um, so there, there's no right or wrong way to wear your baby. Just do it safely um, and continue to love on them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so if someone is interested in getting a hold of you and maybe setting up a virtual consultation, is that something that you're doing right now, or um, is that something you're doing in the future? Is that available or would you just refer them to someone else? Well, I definitely don't have to refer you to someone else for sure. Um, I do offer virtual consults through my business, Southern Anchor Mm -hmm. Newborn Care. You can find me on Facebook currently, website under construction. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, Or you can, I think my email address is listed there too. Mm -hmm. uh, Southern Anchor Newborn Care LLC at Mm -hmm. gmail.com. or they can find you and I'm sure you'll direct them down to me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and if obviously if they have questions, we'll deal with that as well. So I am really excited that you're able to join us for Real Talk and to share some information around baby wearing. I think there's, there's a lot of misinformation out there still and a lot of misconception. So I'm really, really excited that you're able to join us tonight. So thank you for doing that. Thank you so much. Absolutely. It's been an honor to have you. It's been an honor to learn with you. And I'm glad that you shared some really great takeaways for our audience. If you are in our audience and you're watching this and you have questions about this topic or anything related to baby wearing, or you want to get a hold of Q to set up a consultation, put those tags in the feed and either tag Q or tag Newborn Care Solutions, and we'll make sure that you get an answer. If you're wanting to watch this on replay or any other segment of our Real Talk, as well as accessing our other content, you can find all of them on newborncaresolutions.com under the Education tab. Thanks for joining us and have a great evening. Thanks for listening to the Real Talk with Tanya Sackowitz podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And if you liked what you heard, please share it on social media or send it directly to someone you think might benefit. It would also be a huge support if you could rate and review the podcast on whatever player you're currently listening on so that other people can find the content easier. You can also connect to us by following us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and TikTok, or checking out our website at newborncaresolutions.com. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Real Talk Podcast with Tanya Sakowitz.